0: ding 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 ding.
1: all right before we started recording um we were talking about josh's headset because uh he can't find the headset he normally uses so i gotta point this out and i made this mention but i have to say it again so that everybody can hear it His headset, he's like, oh, it fits. Look, it fits, bitch. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. What it looks like is like if you take a bun that's way too small and you have all that meat in the middle. That's what his headset looks like. Meat in the middle. Super sloppy.
2: No. Honestly, it fits a lot better. Your head
1: looks like a hastily packed suitcase.
2: (laughs) No, it doesn't. It looks like a Bubba Burger on two potato cakes. (laughs) ho 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 a big bubble burger <laughs> you know the big bubble burgers man come on
1: hey it's been a while since we've recorded a podcast yeah. obviously I'm, I'm gonna point that out there or whatever lots happened since uh since since we recorded uh our last podcast uh oh like for example thanksgiving which is essentially like a church potluck, but with families instead. And much better because yeah. there's no nobody. Ambro, no Ambrosia salad. Man,
2: why'd you steal my line? That, that wasn't my line. Uh, no Ambrosia salad. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of turkey and ham and stuffing.
1: Did you do the uh, traditional white people meals with uh, raisins in it? Like we, everything raisins. No, actually, no. This um, mayonnaise is spicy.
2: Very spicy. With your, you know, knee-high socks and your... <laughs> <laughs> New-ballot <balance laughs> what, shoes. What, what was it, that picture of Beto Rourke, like, <laughs> going door-to-door? And he had the tan line because he had... So, anyway, um, no, we had turkey and uh, stuffing and mashed taters. No yams, but... Uh, no yams? No, but my mother-in-law, like, knocked it out of the park. Like, Did you have some a- cranberry? No, we actually talked about not having any Canberry.
0: Huh.
2: <laughs> and that yes. ties the whole thing together.
1: Yeah, right. It really does. It's the jelly.
2: It it, it is the jelly of the peanut butter sandwich it's like that the glue. Yeah, yeah, it's the
1: glue, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know it was a good time. Um the we maze. Did, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Terry came. Oh, uh yeah, uh it was it's always good to have him. Uh, uh Terry is uh an American Indian, so we always like to, you know, it's a joke because we all can joke with one another because we're not a bunch of sensitive pussies. But um, mm-hmm. essentially, uh, he came, brought maze. We had a good time, ate way too much, uh, watched some football. Uh, you know, I uh, made, uh, we had the Dr. Pepper cream soda mix. Oh, so yeah. a
1: typical Thursday at the Hall residence.
2: Well, the Vira <laughs> residence. And, oh,
1: uh, my bad.
2: Yeah, so I asked I asked Deb if she had any rum, you know, to put, because I wanted to try that Dr. Pepper cream soda with rum. Mm-hmm. But the only only rum she had was Bacardi 151. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like, you know, pure yeah. turpentine.
1: Well, what are we to do?
2: Exactly. So I did it, and it was way too <laughs> Happy strong. Holidays. And, of course, I put that on top of, uh, you know, the stuffing and everything else that I had. And, and then they had the audacity to bust out cheesecake and all the, the pies, like audacity. an hour later, yeah. Like I, I, I didn't poop for like two weeks, man. I, I, I'm still, you know, suffering the sweating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Still sweating. Yeah, for yeah, Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it was a good time. Uh, we haven't had a lot of, um, uh, the reason why we haven't had a lot of podcasts leading up to this is like Ben said, a lot's happened. Most of it, most of it, we're not going to go into, uh, it's private stuff. Oh, but thank God. No, yeah. But, uh, we haven't <laughs> forgot about you guys. And, uh, you know, this podcast is going to be kind of lighthearted and funny, but really the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because uh a lot of my, I get this from like Christian friends and from uh, agnostic friends, like the the great debate, you know, do you say happy holidays or do you say Merry Christmas oh, and God. how do you act? And of course, 2020 was supposed to be the chosen year because everything was on a Friday and Hanukkah went over Christmas and Kwanzaa, you know, all that stuff was supposed to all be together. And, um... So I, you know, you always see like, don't, you know, don't drink Starbucks because the red cups and, you know, like, what, what does that mean for a Christian? And so we decided, well, why not do a podcast and kind of talk about it from our perspective and, um, you know, and, and how to respond as a Christian, because really that it's a stupid, stupid debate every year. And I just kind of kick back and laugh at it. Cause I'm like, how, how do you not know? like how to address somebody so we're gonna talk about that we're gonna kind of talk about what christmas is and you know there's a lot of questions that come up from christians like is it really december 25th and you know all that stupid stuff and so we thought we'd just kind of make fun of it and kind of tell you how we think we you should uh uh tell oh uh johnny boy at the gas station when he says happy holidays what you say back and things like that um make fun of it make fun of you make fun of ben and uh usually uh, happens yeah that's okay But, I mean, so the other day I went to um, uh, 3G's there on Hawthorne to get some Mm -hmm. chew. And uh, as I was walking up to the counter, I say to the guy, or I I give him the money and blah, 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 He goes, happy holidays. And he, like, stared at me. My lady. (laughs) Malady. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, happy holidays, bud, and Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then he, like, looked back at me and went happy
1: holidays oh my god
2: like said it again like i I was like okay i I get it you don't like or like when you uh, talk to a joho they don't celebrate any of that that's jehovah's
1: witness for for those that don't know yeah it's not hojo like the howard johnson It's joho right jehovah witness
2: right but i mean you know he says that to me and it's like i don't know what you celebrate right so like if you say happy holidays that's great And I'll wish it back to you. You know, happy holidays and merry Christmas because that's what I celebrate. Mission accomplished. Exactly. Well, no, because then for him, mission accomplished because he's like,
1: happy holidays. Now say happy holidays back. Happy holidays back. (laughs) 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 So, no, you know what I'm saying. His mission is accomplished because he's like, great. I've canceled Christmas. Exactly. Call me the the Grinch. I was just going to say an F word.
2: Good man you're over see that's growth man growth yeah right (laughs) i can't
1: can't do that for uh the holiday special exactly
2: Exactly. but christmas like you know i guess i I don't understand both sides of the argument right i mean i do understand it but i think it's stupid so you got like one side that's like has this war on christianity and whether they want to call it that or not it's what it is Mm -hmm. uh you know when it's ramadan i don't see anybody throwing a shit fit about ramadan you know who's not muslim because they have you have this point where you don't want to be Islamophobic and you you want to be accepting and of course nine eleven changed a lot of way Americans view Muslims so there so it's like people go out of like the woke culture woke culture goes out of its way to like prove that it's not Islamophobic woke. but to hell but to hell the Christians right like I'm gonna tr- trample all over your holiday and it's like and I get it like from that point of view, because it's also like commercialized. And of course Americans, everything is about excess. So they're gonna go out of their way to like prove like it's no longer about Christ, but to like true followers of Christ, man, you know, we view this, whether it happened on December 25th or, or September 8th, it doesn't matter. This is the day that we designated regardless of the winter solstice, but this is the day that we designated to celebrate the birth of our Lord and savior. So when you have this woke culture going out of its way to like like dismantle Christianity at its core, you know, I, I get you. Like, it makes sense. But at the same time, to a devout Christian, or, you know, and I use the word Christian loosely, but to a devout follower of Christ, this is when we, we choose to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. So, if a Christian ghost says to you, Merry Christmas, we're not, we're not trying it's to, not like... not
1: imposing right. your, your religious beliefs on, on another individual. It's just <laughs> wishing them well.
2: Exactly. Like, so, I mean, so, the but then on the other side you got like christians who are like someone says happy holidays and they're like excuse me it's merry christmas and it's like yeah. well i mean um, it, right it's like well the eight days of hanukkah are right there and kwanzaa i mean there's a lot of things that other people celebrate at that point in time so
1: see there's a like an old target commercial that just kind of included them all in there like mm-hmm. just like throw them all in the shit bag it was like Happy Chris Mahana Kwanzaa to you, or whatever. No, seriously, it was like that. You remember? It was like a song at the end of it. Oh, you know? that's right,
2: with that dude with the candle. Yeah, uh,
1: maybe. No, he know. had
2: that stupid sweater.
1: Yeah, no, and so like it included and encompassed all of those like Christmas or you know holiday. Um, uh, religious background, uh, uh, holidays together, you know, like it, it combined all of them together. And it was like, yeah, but you know, like how stupid would you sound if you did that? Or like, you know, it's going to get to the point where people, you know, want to walk on eggshells so much, or don't want to offend another individual, or people take offense to you saying Merry Christmas or or Happy Hanukkah or whatever. That is what I mean. We were just talking about Thanksgiving. What are we going to do? Call it Happy Thing Eating Day? Right. <laughs> enjoy well, it happy genocide
2: day. yeah happy like...
1: genocide yeah right i mean come on that's you know like if it gets to that point or whatever i just think that it's offensive if i mean if you find a fence with it or if you're looking for a fence you're gonna find it like if you look for a reason to be upset you will find it well, welcome all to, you have to
2: today's culture yeah I mean, all
1: you yeah. have to do is walk outside Ugh. Mm-hmm. What my neighbor camo is lawn. I mean not right now, but I'm saying, oh, he didn't shovel the driveway? Mm-hmm. Jesus, what's wrong with that guy? Exactly. You know, and you find a reason to be upset. Everything. Yeah, you can look at everything and be upset. You yeah. can also look at everything and find the, the positivity in it. You can also look on the you know, you can be optimistic about it and say, you know, today's gonna be a great day. But it really depends on your perception. And there's too many people that have that perception that they're going, they're choosing to be offended by how someone greets them over the holidays. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ridiculous. But then on top of that, I wanted to address this while we were talking about holidays. I mean, you know, you get these sermons on Christmas Eve, you know, candlelight services or even New Year's uh, services that uh, that many, many uh, Protestant churches bring up. It's like Christmas should be... Uh, uh, a spirit that lasts throughout the entire year. (laughs) the, The spirit of giving, the spirit of joy. And there's a certain amount of truth to that. But there's also a certain amount of negligence to that. That you're completely overlooking the fact that there are a lot of people during the holidays that are hurting because they don't have their loved ones there, either due to death, due to them being overseas in the military due to, um, uh, a, a family, um, blow up, you know, whatever the case is, like they don't have their families over the holidays. And so it's important for individuals that follow Christ, um, to be much more sensitive to that, to be much more in tune to that. And the fact that, you know, like, yeah, every day should be like this, but when it comes down, when it comes down to the holidays, it's not every day to someone else. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's, the first, it's the first Christmas without their loved ones right. or without a specific loved one, without their father, um, you know, who had, who had passed away the previous year or who had passed away in March or whatever. And then, you know, Christmas comes around and this is their first Christmas without them and they don't know, they don't even know how to respond or who they can even talk to. But it's like, oh yeah, spirit of giving, spirit of joy all year round. But it's like, no, I'm sorry. Over the holidays, it is different and so the thing is like you know you get tied up on stupid shit like that that you completely overlook the fact that it's like maybe somebody just needs like somebody to to give them a warm greeting
2: right so let's let's break this pod down like this then let's do the rules grit's rules of christmas Rule number one, perspective.
1: And a partridge in a pear tree.
2: (laughs) And a parts to a Mustang GT. Oh.
1: oh, Or a beer with cable TV.
2: No, let's do the rules of Christmas, okay? Rule number one, perspective. Ben, you hit it on the head there. It's like, yeah, all year long, spirit of giving, blah, 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 Mm blah. But there are a lot of people who aren't in the spirit of giving because everything's been taken from them. Yep whether it's you know the god's ultimate plan or just a series of uh, other people's choices that influence your life there you have to have some perspective on to, uh, other people's feelings which goes back to the whole greeting if you're a christian and somebody says to you happy hanukkah after you you know buy something from them say happy hanukkah and merry christmas you don't you don't need to say uh no it's merry christmas acknowledge that i acknowledge their faith because again you don't know from their perspective what they you know, who they worship, what they celebrate, what their disposition is. You know, what's going on. Like, last Christmas, I was the first Christmas. I gave Christmas. you my heart. <laughs> God, you dumb.
1: The very next day, you gave it away.
2: Um, but last Christmas was my first Christmas this without, year, without my dad. Sorry. You, you hear that?
1: Yeah, I know. And, and I was, like, making a joke, and then it got really, really solemn. <laughs> and, like... So and now I feel like a straight asshole. You
2: should. I'm like kidding. <laughs> it was funny. Is we're actually doing a pod in front of my dad. Uh, his ashes are up on my mantle, yeah. right next to my gaming system. Yeah,
1: which makes it even worse.
2: Right. Well, he gets to hang out so with I me. I feel great. <laughs> but you know, it's the first Christmas without my dad, and you know, people were cool. Last
1: year was. Yeah, last yeah. year
2: was, and mm-hmm. so people were cool about it, but. It was a lot more difficult, you know. It was difficult. It was difficult because we always did like a a Christmas Eve taco fry. You know, my dad would heat up the oil and he'd fry the shells, Mm -hmm. and you know, we'd and so I picked that up last Christmas Eve, and I'll be doing it again this Christmas Eve. But I mean, it was it it was it was a rough time. Uh, But along with that, though, too, if if you're going out, you're buying stuff, or somebody greets you with a holiday greeting, whether it's Happy Holidays, as a Christian, the last thing you want to do is insult the people. You you don't you don't want to insult these people. Because whether you worship God, Allah, uh, Kwanzaa really isn't worshiping anything. Uh, it's more of a reflection time. But uh, you know, whatever whatever they're celebrating at the end of the year, you want to you want to accept their greeting. You want to accept their blessing, and then give them one in return. So if you're a follower of Christ and you're at Target or Walmart, and they say Happy Holidays, you say Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas. Or if somebody says Merry Christmas, say Merry Christmas back. Or if somebody says Happy Hanukkah, say Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas back.
1: You, you don't even have to say Merry Christmas. Honestly, you're not going no, to hell. Be, right. You're not going to hell if you, if you don't. You know what right, I mean? Right, like, right. oh, right. shit, I didn't say Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus. Please forgive me. No, yeah. like they say Happy Hanukkah and you acknowledge their belief by saying Happy Hanukkah and you just leave it at that. That's okay, too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it.
2: That's just for people who you know want want to carry the cross up up the hill. Sure. Uh, It's like you know, or when I got uh, God, I went somewhere. I got food somewhere, of course, and I they Mm -hmm. they said of course, and I said Merry Christmas, and they go Happy Holidays. I wasn't offended by that because a they're working for a corporation, so they have to be politically correct, and and b they gave me a a season greeting. So it's like,
1: well, come on, though, man. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if somebody says like Happy Ramadan to you happy ramadan to you exactly because clearly i mean i will have a happy ramadan because i don't know what the hell that is (laughs) but (laughs) sometimes sometimes ignorance is bliss so but i know that but clearly if they're wishing me a happy ramadan then they celebrate or observe ramadan so so i would then extend that back to them and truly mean it like it would be like you know I wish you the best observing your holiday, you know, like Mm -hmm. I respect, I respect you and I wish you the best, you know, like, I don't know to me, you know, like that's the thing. If somebody says Merry Christmas to me and I'm not a follower of Christ, you know, then it's like, well, I would still extend Merry Christmas back to you because clearly you're a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I wish, you no ill will like Merry Christmas to you.
0: Right.
2: Right, no, exactly. But rule number one is perspective. Have perspective. Whether you know someone's situation or not, give them grace. I mean, there is truth to the sermon that says the joy of Christmas all year long, uh, but it's more than words. And, and what I mean by that is um, you go into Christmas season the same way you go into every day, any other time of the year, right? So you want to extend grace. To- I know, God, I just had like a water bubble come up my throat. <laughs> it sounded like a gator. <laughs>
1: uh what the, fuck? what the hell was that it dude? was a
2: water bubble i'm it, over here trying to Sounded suck like, water a, de- down quietly sounded like and, a demogorgon it, 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 okay <laughs> 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 or like what's his name on dumb and dumber when he died of poisoning <laughs> anyway uh so you know have perspective man you don't need to get so offended about things you know god i i, I get so tired of these stupid like, uh, uh, arguments about Starbucks red cups. They took Merry It's like, who cares, man? These people, these people celebrate all holidays because at the end of the day, their God is is the almighty dollar.
1: Dollar, yeah. They'll take money from any, yeah. any religious background. Yeah, it mean, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you believe. Starbucks says, what? Uh, that'll be five dollars for exactly. that. Exactly. Cafe latte. Exactly. And you're like, okay, here you go. Yeah. And here's your two dollar tip. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I w- mean, while you're wearing purple socks.
2: These are the only ones I had. <laughs> I couldn't find anymore. I had to uh, snow blow my driveway before we started this podcast. Right,
1: he did. It's true. I can back that up.
2: And my my driveway is like a ninety degree angle, and so <laughs> I have to snow blow it. And I w- purple those purple uh... socks he's
1: wearing give him extra traction.
2: No, these are these are purple <laughs> dress socks. These go with my uh, purple shirt when I go to work. <laughs>
1: purple people leader
2: that's right uh but i'm not a vikings fan my boss is uh
1: <laughs> showing up outside him at the snowblower looking like grimace <laughs> uh, you know who grimace yes, is right he's is. <laughs> is that mcdonald's oh. character you should look him up sometime.
2: <laughs> he's the dude that sucks on milkshakes he looks like a big old butt plug yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, I bet you do too with those with those socks and your purple magic. You're so shirt. stupid. <laughs> Grimace. Rule number two. Be like kind milkshakes. to your fellow man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Miss Rule number two.
2: <laughs> Rule number two, be kind to your fellow man. So this uh this is very important.
1: Oh my bad. Boy, these, I, are you going off the cuff with these because, like, I insult you, and then you're like, rule number two, be kind to your fellow man as he looks right into the eyes of my soul. <laughs>
2: and I said. I said. Dude! You said that? No, yeah, yeah, I said it. Oh. Uh, no, so I don't know if you guys have noticed this trend on social media where people will give a homeless guy $1,000 and then show themselves, I really wanted to help this person out and blah, 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 blah. Everything is in front of the camera. Churches are the worst. If you remember when we did our Sinners Make the Best Saints series and we had Jeremy on, he talked about that. Affluent churches go down into the ghetto and they sit there with their cameras and they sit there with their, you know, well wishes and well intentions. But they they document, video document everything. I
1: I helped these people.
2: Exactly. And then they show everything that they did. And it's like, look, we raised this much. And it's like them smiling, giving a check for $500 to some homeless Uh dude that has to cash it and only, you know, escape with two. If you're going to be kind to your fellow man, do us a favor. Don't put it on social media. The minute I see your ugly face smiling as you give money to a homeless guy with a thumbs up and like, look at what I did, like virtue signal everywhere. I I immediately go to hell with him. This is a publicity stunt. Yeah, The best things happen under, uh, under, um, under the surface, like what you don't see. Yeah. And that to me speaks louder, not just to like who you are, but to the people you're helping. If there's not a camera just sitting in their face, because any homeless person will gladly accept a hundred dollars. Whether they smile for your camera or not, they're just getting a hundred bucks. But if you give someone money just because you're giving them money or you're being gracious to a family without needing your name plastered all over a fast food window, a fast food uh, drive up window or anything like that, you know, do things with the intention that nobody knows you're doing it. There's a word for that. Oh, it's called integrity. Mm -hmm. When you do the right thing, when nobody is watching and I, I cannot tell you like how much, and I can't remember the dude's name on YouTube. He's very famous, but he walks around and he like uh, during the holidays and he gives like a $10 tap for a glass of water that he goes to the next restaurant and he keeps doubling the money until he gets to $10,000. Oh, shit. And then he sits there and goes, look at what I did. And it's like, I mean, great for, I mean, awesome. I'm glad you changed lives. And I get it. Like you're trying to put it out there. So advertisers will give you more money so you can do this more. But at the end of the day, you're just increasing your net value then you're doing it on the back of graciousness.
1: Yeah, he makes a whole hell of a lot more than $10,000 doing that.
2: Right, exactly. So I mean, if you're going to be kind to your fellow man or woman or they be, if you're going to be kind to these people, you don't you don't yeah. Oh, I got to cover all the bases now because yeah. you know woke culture and offense.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh but if you're going to do these things, do it without a camera in your face. Do it without recognition. Just try it. And I promise you, you're going to feel so much better about yourself than trying to edit some video of you giving money to somebody with that stupid smile on your face and those thumbs up. You know, like, share, subscribe. It's like, great. But, I, you know, try something else for a change, man. Yeah. Like I, But I do like when people take homeless guys and give them, like, a makeover. That's different because then you get to see them, like, you get to see what what, what a human looks like after you take off the, the scars of homeless living and you well, actually and get, get to see to, what they look yeah, like. Yeah, and
1: they get to feel what it's like to be, like, a person again, you know, like, I mean, you know, I don't know, but so like, yeah, there's a few, obviously there's a few exceptions to the rule where it's, and where it's genuinely, uh, an attempt to, uh, to do good. Um, but, uh, for the most part, it's better to just leave it alone and let the ripple effect take place, you know, like let it impact the lives that it's supposed to impact. When you, when you post something like that, when you post a video of you helping somebody else, um, what's the motivation behind it? I mean, that's, that's what I would first ask. Like, what's the motivation? Is it to, you know, is it to get, you know, is it to get the attention? Is it to get more attention on yourself or is it to like, is it to perpetuate that kindness? You know, because if it's to perpetuate that kindness, then, then fine. But you also have to look at the motivation behind it, like the motives of, of why something like that is taking place. Mm-hmm. Like if you're being kind and it, and you just happen, like somebody just happened to stumble upon it and then they post it, that's a little different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if you're like, if you're like one hand, you've got your, your camera set up on your phone and the other hand, you're handing, you know, like 20 bucks to a homeless person. You know, like, ooh, look at me. Look what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it just doesn't sit well with me because it's like, really, what's your motivation? If your motivation is to show other people how kind you are, then, then how kind are you really? You know what I mean? I mean, your actions should speak louder than your words. like if you continually do that, there's a ripple effect and it begins it starts a reputation about your integrity. Right. You know what I mean And that reputation about your integrity uh, then perpetuates uh, and and word of mouth uh, is is still by far the most effective way for people mm-hmm. to know who you are as a person, you know like based on character. If you're nice overall uh, and you're giving and you're generous and you're humble and you're compassionate, those are, are characteristics about you, those are attributes that transcend without you having to post on social media. Before what, what what did people do before social media when they when they would give homeless people things or help another person out that was in, in need? What did they do? In, if you continue to do kind acts without the notice of the public, it doesn't go unnoticed. Right. But I'm not but that shouldn't be your motivation. Like it should never be your motivation to be noticed um to for somebody to notice how compassionate and humble and, and generous you are. It should never be something like you're like, I need to let the world know how compassionate I really am.
2: Well it affects the longevity too. So if you're if you're doing that to, you know, for notoriety to show the world how generous you are, that that means that the longevity of you being Doing that, being generous, uh, uh, is greatly diminished uh, because eventually people are tired of the same old feel-good stories, and they're gonna click. You know, they're gonna click a cat surfing. You know, on a lake. Uh, the thing is, is when you do it not for notoriety, but just to be good to your fellow man, uh, that the longevity of your graciousness will extend because you're finding an intrinsic uh, motivation rather than an external motivation like like shares, clicks, money. Uh, you, you end up, you know, and I, and I do understand the argument there. That's why, well, you know, the only way I can get more money to be more gracious is to share it so that more sponsors will kick in. But the thing is, is you're talking about two, three years of graciousness, whereas you could do an entire life of giving, you know, of, of helping the poor and and the downtrodden without that notoriety and your motivation will be different. So it, it'll be long lasting versus something such as money clicks. likes. cause I'm telling you, the direction of our of our society, the direction we're going soon, uh, you know, YouTube, I mean, you think about what YouTube's going to look like in 30 years, mm-hmm. or you think about even social media, what that looks like in 30 years. Uh, people, it's not going to be something that we're doing today. There's going to be something that's going to change the way, you know, or, or drastically change the way uh, society keeps their attention. You know, before it was a radio, then it was a TV, then it was mm-hmm. internet, then it was bulletin boards and chat rooms, and then it was... It's the dawn of social media with MySpace and even ICG and all those the Yahoo chat, mm-hmm. and now it's you know now it's uh, interactive social media like uh, streaming and YouTubers and Twitch and all that. But things eventually graduate, and when that graduates, is your graciousness going to carry over so you continue to be good to your fellow man? Is it, but it, it never does.
1: Well, and what's what's crazy about that, though, too, is that the the twist. There's a twist in in humanity. That's already begun, and and it's it's already begun even with you know, like uh, with some so-called preachers or pastors. So, say for example, because we've brought him up before on the on the podcast, is uh, Kenneth Copeland. Okay, so where Kenneth Copeland is at, that he has done so much done so much this is self-proclaimed by the way by Kenneth Copeland that he has done so much for the needy so much for those that need Christ um that their souls were lost you know and everything else he's done so much that the gift he's going to give you is buying an 80 million dollar jet right you know what I mean and, Demons and in a tube. you see you see the twist there mm-hmm. the, you see the twist with humanity you need me so much that I am going to give you a gift I'm gonna give myself eighty million dollars so that I can buy a jet, and then I can fly to you, and then there's your gift. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so, like, is that looking out for your fellow man? Absolutely not. You flying around in an eighty million dollar jet while the guy that you go fly to see that you preach to has has no food on the table to feed his family and has no idea how the electric bill is gonna get paid that month. Uh, but but it would be a drop in the bucket for you uh, to to shell out you know eighty bucks for his utility bill. Uh, or or shell out you know forty dollars for the, for his family to have a nice meal, it would be a drop in the bucket for you. But instead, no, your gift is oh well, I flew here so that I could preach to you. Now you have the peace of of Christ. Now you have mm-hmm. the peace of God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that really is that going to feed his family? Of course not. Is that going to keep him warm? No. Is that going to you know like they're they're going to have to light some some freaking candles like to
2: failing to mention that you can get the peace of God without him. Right. But it, you know it's it's. Uh... It's uh, and again, this goes on, and this this goes all the way to the people who have a camera shoved in in, in their good deeds, you know, face. But it's like it, it, there's almost like a, they this won't happen if I don't do this, and my gift to you once I get the money is so that you could see me do these things, and you can feel good by watching my videos without actually having to do something. It's like that right there is that, like you said, that twist that uh, it's almost like a negative paradigm where people get caught up in that trap and that's why televangelists are multimillionaires, and guys like jeremy Bourne are struggling to keep their church open but do the most good right because their community sees what they are versus these affluent churches come stumbling in with cameras getting put in their face and here's a proud family you know just needing a little hand up and instead they're like here i'll buy your kids as trapper keepers then book bags and we'll you know we'll give you enough groceries for a week there we're gonna put this on our church, you know, on our church yeah, slideshow. right. Show. Sign
1: the waiver for us so that we can. Right, you know. and,
2: and and at some point we have we have to we have to leverage what being kind to your fellow man is versus being kind to your own ego, mm-hmm. and and trying to make people believe that they can't exist in the in the manner in which they exist without your generosity. It's like that, that that's not true, and it never was true. Because then you look at the ultimate example of Jesus and you see that he gave everything. He was the ultimate uh generous person asking for love in return. And uh not, you know, uh uh you know, twelve easy payments of four ninety nine ninety nine to help me fuel my eighty million dollar jet. Which you know, we've beaten that horse uh, to a pulp, but we continue to beat it because it's not resonating with people. They don't understand that uh, what you see on TV is not true Christianity. Just like what you see, uh, YouTubers with a camera in some homeless guy's face as they're giving them a hundred bucks—that's not true generosity.
1: Yeah, well, and there's so much that's wrong with it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's so, and we keep we keep beating that dead horse because like it uh, needs there's, to be. there's too many examples uh, that 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 indicate that. There's a lot wrong with it, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, I bring it up. But, yeah, look out for your fellow man. Just the world doesn't have to know about it. Eventually they will. And if they don't, that's okay too. Because the, really it's the the motivation behind it should be honestly compassion towards your fellow man. It shouldn't be what you get out of it. Right. The world
2: may not know about it, but the people that you're being generous to, their world is going to know who you are. And their friends are going to know who you are. Yep. And that hand up might put them in a position where they're more successful And they're only going to thank you and thank God for the gift that they got. And you know, it I, could also
1: perpetuate generosity hey, too. Oh I, I was man, talking word. about, I was talking about a, a the ripple effect. You know, like I was talking about that. You help someone, and had had you not helped them, they wouldn't be where they're at today, in a position to help somebody else. Precisely. And then, and, and then that person is able to, you know, they're in a position to help somebody else. And it's not even necessarily paying it forward. It's changing someone's life at the point they needed that change, and then they recognize that they received that, so they then they in turn would do the same thing for somebody else because they were at that point in their lives. And and what you've done when you do that without recognition is you you perpetuate that generosity. Your generosity begets generosity. It's not it's just like energy. Energy never goes away. It just changes its form.
2: Right. Which brings me to rule number three. Oh you don't need to feel guilt. By creating a very great holiday for your family. Okay. I, as we talk about generosity, and as we talk about you know everything that you had just what you had just said, and about that when you when you do help people who are homeless or or, or needy, or, or just in need, and you and you provide all that stuff, you can still go home and have the kind of holiday that you want to provide your family. You don't need to feel guilty about buying your kids gifts about, about, you know, having a big dinner about having the kind of holiday you want to spend. Um, too often I do hear from people, uh, uh when I used to work in the mental health, mental health field, they would say, yeah, and I, and I, you know, af- after we would help our homeless people, because that's what I used to do. Um, You know, we'd get back to the office and get ready for Christmas Eve and they would say, I just don't feel right now going home and, and, you know, and having, buying my kids a, you know, Xbox and all that. And I I would just go, somebody else's troubles does not mean that you need to take that on and feel guilty for not having those same troubles. Right. The holiday is a time for reflection, generosity, being kind to your fellow man, but it's also a time to have fun. If your version of having fun is giving lots of gifts and, and going overboard with the Yule time carols and the tinsel and the tree and the lights, go for it. Somebody else's plight if you do your best to help other people you, that plight doesn't doesn't need to keep you from having the kind of holiday that you want to have you know and that goes for Hanukkah that goes for everything right it, it, it's more being celebrating the holidays is more than just you know helping others and feeling guilt for for having more than them uh i always remember that uh, uh story um every year they show it it's with
1: goofy and max uh the hey there Maxie. how about some high dad soup <laughs>
0: come on dad <laughs> oh, but
2: it's that it's that story of uh where uh, max is having a problem believing in santa And uh, so but in that story, Goofy and Max go to their next door neighbors and Goofy feeds them, gets them a big meal gives them gifts and pretends to be Santa for their kids and then that baby pulls the uh, hat off of goofy and then max realizes that goofy's playing Santa and it, it offends oh, him. Oh yeah, yeah, I
1: remember that. But the you know one it of those isn't that once upon a christmas or I something think, yeah, like that? Mickey's yeah. once upon a christmas
2: yeah. and what but there's an underlying message there. Goofy and Max were able to go next door and feed that family and give them gifts and do you know and, and provide them with a christmas that they wouldn't necessarily have. And then they go home and Goofy bakes cookies and, you know, has lots of gifts and, you know, and all this, he goes overboard for Max. But they don't feel bad about doing that, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, A, they already helped their neighbor, but B, their neighbor's plight is not indicative of what they should be doing for their holiday.
1: Or what they typically have done in the past, you know, like their traditions or, you know, like what they normally do. So, yeah.
2: So, I mean, I, I just, you know, I feel like that's a very important thing. A lot of people do feel guilt going into the holidays because they have so much and they see so many people who don't have what they have. It's like, do what you can for others, but go home and have a hell of a holiday. Yeah. Have a good time. If you're, if you really want to. Happy wanted- holiday. Yeah, right. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. I want to give a gift to you. <laughs> that's modest Yahoo.
1: Oh, okay. la, 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 la
2: uh which brings me to
1: rule (laughs) oh here we go number Number, four number four yeah yeah what's rule number four i had it and i lost it oh man you don't have your talking points like written on your purple socks somewhere
2: shut up uh no it was it was very important and Mm. uh uh uh, it's gone
1: so important that it disappeared
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh well no that wasn't that it was dude it was right there i had it it was like it was like the linchpin to bring us home and i cannot remember what it was
1: well weren't there six
2: there were six but but we're at four and i've already forgot it's all the drugs i did in my my 20s oh um but uh
1: okay so twinkies are not drugs I don't know who told you that. (laughs) Cholesterol is, and I have
2: too much of that. So, uh, oh, I'll take two
1: Twinkies.
2: That's what rule number four is. What
1: Twinkies? No, always eat Twinkies on the holiday. Twinkies
2: are disgusting. They are.
1: They, they're gross. And the thing is, though, I jammed a whole bunch of them in my mouth when I was like eight, and then I didn't want any more Twinkies. Ooh. So if you ever want to, you know, if you ever want a tip for not eating Twinkies, just eat a bunch of them at once. Like I'd gotten an allowance, and I I bought like like a whole box, and then I shoved the whole box. in You can in get my like mouth. zingers or ding and dongs, or you got Twinkies. Twinkies, but I shoved the whole box in my mouth. Like, all the Twinkies that were in the box in my mouth. And um, and then I sat there, and I couldn't chew it because my mouth was too full, so I sat there and cried with a whole bunch of Twinkies just stuffed in my mouth. That explains so much it about was, you. It was an all-time low for me at that point in my life. <laughs>
2: that, that explains so much yeah, about you, man. Yeah. I can't even describe your fat ass walking around eating Twinkies.
1: Dude, all, like, seriously, man. It was like four Twinkies just, like, sticking out. <laughs> out of my mouth and I just sat there and I couldn't chew them you know so that but I didn't want to spit them out because I didn't want to waste the Twinkies you know so then I'm like <laughs> I didn't know what to do man oh man anyway sorry
2: dude I know I am sorry that just made my I night
1: there's a different story about peeps but that's that's completely different there's a there's a different reason why I hate peeps like the marshmallow peeps for for Easter oh well you know what I'm talking about I do yeah so if, that's a different story we could share that later
2: like the, but the thing about Ben's like hatred for peeps, I could share something on Easter, like enjoy your peeps or whatever. Or, like, mm-hmm. one time, I think last year I sent you uh, a meme for um uh peeps, peeps s'mores,
1: yeah. To, I saw that
2: to camp up your Easter, yeah. and you were like, yeah. you weren't like real mad, but you were like funny mad, like, yeah, get this off my yeah, page, I
1: delete it now. Oh, it was great, yeah. it's disgusting.
2: Or like Matea, she goes over the top with her peep references.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, she does. It's okay. No.
2: It's all right. There are no Cadbury eggs. Why are we talking about Easter? That's I don't little- know.
1: I don't know. Well, we were talking about Twinkies and then I said, you know, but that's different from peeps and we can discuss that later. But then you decided to go into it. So um but uh so we're not talking about peeps at easter we were talking about twinkies you came up with your idea for for number four like your fourth rule yeah
2: i i remembered it and you started talking about peeps and now, and now lost you don't remember a...
1: it you started talking about peeps
2: oh, oh that's what i was gonna say it's okay to believe in santa rule
1: oh, number four yeah for sure yeah so there so can i start this one yes so
2: like there's rule there... hold on wait wait rule number four it's okay to believe in santa
1: go so Back in college, uh, keep in mind, I went to uh, a Bible college, Trinity Bible College, and um, around the holiday, like before finals week and everything else, before you left for, for Christmas break... There were a couple of professors that that believed uh, along the same lines and they would actually indoctrinate these college students with you know like um, there was one English professor in particular uh, that would talk about why would you why would you let your children uh, believe in Santa because then you know later on if they find out otherwise then they're going to question other, Figures, other characters that you know that you say exist, but you know, so then they would question those those characters, I even though Jesus yeah, or, or God, yeah, even though they've never seen him or know, you know, it can see that he's physically there. And I, I just think like like starting with that or whatever, and it's I don't know. To me, um, like it's okay to believe in Santa. I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, like it's um. And the thing is Santa in, in our household was, is, is more so now like a, a belief in that, in that good nature, in that, in that spirit of Christmas, Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily as a, as a you know physical being Mm -hmm. but more of a spirit of christmas uh and so you know like i mean to each their own you know like don't don't judge me for that i mean if you're listening to the podcast and you're like he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about i gotta
2: be careful because my daughter still believes in santa yeah i know that's
1: that's why i'm trying to like walk on eggshells (laughs) at this point because um
2: (laughs) well and, and here's the deal uh santa's real and uh you know, we understand St. Nicholas. We understand where that, you know, that um, that idea came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Greek, right? I think he was Greek or, or, or um, uh, something like that. And he would put oranges in people's uh, socks that were hung on the door. You know, the, the poor people. And coal wasn't a bad reference. It was like people were cold and they had to heat their furnaces. Um, but in, in, in our household, Santa's very much real. And um, like you said, it's the spirit of Christmas. Um, and I make sure and let my kids know that, um, Santa represents, uh, the spirit of Christmas for everyone, um, that he works for God, um, to help us understand better what it means to be, uh, generous and good, you know, good nature and goodwill. Um, because I'm a firm believer in this and, and since the fall of man and by fall of man, I mean, when, when man chose sin, um, I think I think people uh, left to their natural devices are generally um, uh, selfish, egocentric, and that usually indicates when you put it against a moral uh, standard uh, would would mean evil. Uh, even though, like for example, for example, if you were to take two men and put them in the wilderness and strip them of all morality, meaning the only thing like their 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 basic needs aren't met, and you put them in that situation for a very long period of time left to their natural vices they'll turn on each other mm-hmm. rarely would they work together uh and typically when they work together it's because they're they're brothers or brother or sister but if you take two complete strangers stick them on an island for years with nothing eventually they're going to turn on each other because left to our natural vices we 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 need to protect ourselves uh, our ability to to get shelter water food uh things like that and it was never intended that way. I just did a lesson with my kids this morning about the the Genesis one, essentially the entire first chapter of Genesis. And um, you know, before we, we went without without needing, uh, we went without wanting. And then once we chose sin, it was like, okay, you're on your own. And so that having that understanding coming into the season of of you know, doing extra, giving a little bit more in tips or helping homeless people without a camera um, or, or feeding, a, you know, giving money to food banks or feeding families or whatever you believe is goodwill and good tidings. The idea is that we're doing something that is extra human, extraordinary. And Santa embodies that in our household. It's the embodiment of, of somebody going out of their way to make sure everybody is happy. Um, and so when you are sitting as a Christian, you're sitting there with your kids, it's perfectly okay to believe in Santa. Um, and this brings me to rule number five, rule number five, make sure your gift from Santa isn't extravagant. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Uh, I mean, really think about that. You, you give your kid a PS five from Santa, right? He goes to school and he tells everybody, Oh my God, Santa got me a PS five. You got a title one kid sitting over in the corner who yeah. who, who just got a box of crayons, got a box of crayons or a color or a half used coloring book or dominoes, you know, whoever plays dominoes nowadays, I'm from the South. You're from the Midwest. So dominoes was big. Where yeah, we Yeah, huge. But you know, these kids who are poor they or they, they are, 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 are needy, they're going to look at that kid and say, what did I do wrong? You know, why didn't I get a PS5? Or, or whatever i mean they're going to be grateful for what they get because they're poor and you will never know true um you'll never know true humbleness or you'll never know true gratitude or thankfulness until you see a poor kid uh or, or uh, i call them title one kids because they're the ones who need the extra help from the government when they go to school but you, you know these kids who live in poverty and that's not their fault but you, you know they get a box of crayons you know that's like that, that's like a ps5 to them until they get to school and see that you know you know Johnny affluent over here from the cul-de-sac got a PS5 from Santa and they're thinking why didn't I get what yeah, I got?
1: like, yeah, like you
2: know, what the hell yeah I mean, Santa like, use, help me out. right use a little bit of common sense when 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 you're playing this game with your kids use a little common sense yeah um we we have to encompass everybody as just as followers of Christ but more importantly as just good human beings right I mean.
1: Well, what you're asking—but what you're asking is is for the general public to think outside of themselves. Exactly. And, like, right now, I mean, that's—it's really tough for a lot of people to do.
2: It, well, especially in 2020 with COVID and—, and
1: But, I mean, if we really are—if we are really are called to follow Christ, I mean, that's exactly what Christ did, so— if we're following Christ, you would think that we would also follow his example. So, I mean, like, thinking outside of ourselves, you know, shouldn't be too much of a tall order to ask because I feel like Christ has already asked that of us. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, still, I mean, I think it's important important to mention, like, that, you know, it's a tall order, like, to think outside yourself.
2: Right. I mean, it, it really, like, and, and that's a really good segue to the sixth and final final oh. rule. Remember what christmas is really about we as followers of christ have to understand that through all the pageantry and the lights and the yuletides everything that you are having fun doing and i fully uh, i fully support everybody just getting you know balls deep into the season but remember it's the
1: season to be merry that's right but remember it's oh, my name Mary. no shit <laughs>
2: Is that a Christmas vacation reference? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I man. don't know Margot.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's later on. But that's right. this is when he's at the mall, you know. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Is it hot in here? It couldn't be any hooter, <laughs> hotter in here.
2: I watched that with the kids for the first time. They were bored. Uh, he's, but, dry, he's
1: like patting his yeah. forehead with women's lingerie. It's hot every every you know, this time of year in here. But it's a tad bit nipply. Remember remember what am I saying nipples. <laughs> uh anyway sorry yeah so remember the reason uh, remember the reason for the season
2: yes <laughs> my bad no it's okay I'm just thinking about Christmas vacation now uh no remember remember why we're celebrating this this holiday um and remember that you know yeah it's sweet to think Mary birth manger um all the great things but remember like the the gifts of the three wise men even in their gifts it was a it was a a, um it was foretelling of what christ's ultimate sacrifice was going to be i believe myrrh back in those days was used as a burial (laughs) burial oil um burial but if you're a follower of christ and 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 um i would hope that you are or have made that decision to be one Remember, when we celebrate Christmas, after all the pageantry and after all the presents and lights and all that, the real reason why we're here uh, celebrating this day is because it was the beginning of a promise that, you know, and a prophecy that was fulfilled. Um, that baby that we celebrate ends up becoming the the savior of the world. And, um, you know, sometimes, and I, I don't, you know, full disclosure, I don't mean to sound stupid and cheesy here. And I already I can already see your smile cracking. <laughs> Josh but, just looks over at yeah. me
1: like he gave me the worst side eye I I've ever seen. I'm like just you better for not, you better not you better not say it, you little bitch.
2: <laughs> but one oh two nine here in Billings plays Christmas music. And every once in a while, man, there's that song that reminds me of what I'm celebrating. And uh God, that one song, um, um no well no hmm? Oh night divine Oh night divine I, I had to th- sing it Oh holy it, too. night No oh night divine Oh yeah oh holy night Oh holy oh, night Oh holy night Yeah that's so that song like the, but there's a guy who sings it and he gets like into it like no and I just heard that song, dude, and I started tearing. And I was like, I, I, I honestly, my first thought is, I'm glad Ben That's and Terry a, aren't in here because oh, she'd make fun of me. Probably,
1: uh, but I mean, I mean, I gotta be honest. Is it? It's not an, uh, Andrea Bocelli, is it? It's not like that. That could be. I don't. I don't know. That probably is. I think he does a rendition of. But oh, he Holy nails night it, and, dude. With oh Nola. yeah.
2: But I mean, like you know, I, I hear those songs. Oh night. Like, oh night, divine. And he's like, mm. no, and it's like, how do you get? into the depths of your souls to sing a christmas song that's been done a million times
1: and, and jerk a few tears from
2: i teared man i'm not gonna lie it's a so
1: big old sweaty eyes
2: well remember that that, <laughs> that i remember that christ becomes the messiah and it's like you know like how, yeah how do you how do you repay such a debt well i go home and keep sinning
1: I'm sorry. I make fun of you because my heart is very cold.
2: No, it's not. It's because it confronts it's a heart a, of stone. No, it confronts a, a part of you that understands that I'm right. Oh, is that it? That's exactly deep what deep down. Is. I'm
1: like, you know what, Josh? I would have cried too, but I put a wall up, and I'm like, I'm, nope, not gonna let All right, him let me, see that. Let me ask
2: you this: When you okay. hear a Christmas song, yeah, like not like a, a secular Christmas song, but like a, a real,
1: like like Oh Holy Night,
2: or, or yeah, or like a, a a song well done, and it and like it just on the just day
1: strikes a chord.
2: Have you ever had that where you start yes. tearing up and you're like, "Man, yes, Josh, what have I done to deserve such a gift?"
1: Yes, Josh, but no. you're you're the one saying it. So okay, make, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's easy to
2: just make fun of the fat guy crying over here about Jesus. <laughs> Pretty much,
1: that's exactly what I'm doing we're the same but uh but it, you said it so I'm gonna make fun of you all better you
2: know? <laughs> here's this yeah, right. <laughs> no I mean, everybody point and laugh. So there you go there's our six rules of Christmas uh you know be good to one another uh have a good time it's okay to to, to you know spend a little bit more. It's okay to bust out the tinsel, even though I hate tinsel.
1: Mm, It gets everywhere. Yeah, it's like that. uh, It's like that artificial grass they stuff in Easter baskets. You know, that's the worst. Yeah, that's the same. It's the same. I swear, it's the same. It's the same. It's what? It's the same. One more time. It just looks different. Eric. Eric, be enemy. Yeah. (laughs) It's the same.
2: Oh man. Tannehill, be (laughs)
1: enemy. The same bake those cookies
2: (laughs) wrap those gifts man make that tree so freaking bright that everybody could see it in a a five mile radius just do
1: us a favor and no ambrosia salad for the christmas feast my god please
2: but fruit you know what fruitcake is not so bad
1: if you say so i'm not a big fan
2: okay but check this out though and and audience listen to this cut your cut you know cut it like you would banana bread mm -hmm. and take cream cheese and put it on top of there.
1: Okay, but I kind of mm-hmm. got. I, I so good. Okay, I have a confession to make. I've never actually had fruit cake. Really? Yeah. But here's why. Okay. So, uh, way back in the day, this was like 25 years ago, maybe even more, because 25 would have been 16. But, uh, so probably like a, a solid like 30 years ago, there was a Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special on. And uh Katie Lang was a guest. You remember this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but everybody say. that came in to Pee Wee's Playhouse <laughs> everybody that came came into Pee Wee's Playhouse would give Pee Wee as a gift fruitcake. And so like that was the running joke. And there were he had several guests on the show and they give him Fruitcake and he's you know, like, you know, Katie Lang's a guest on the show and she's like, Oh, I got a gift for you, Pee Wee. Is it fruitcake? You know <laughs> ah, the word of the day. <laughs> it wasn't the word of the day, but he so what he ends up doing is he builds an entire wing of the playhouse out of fruitcake. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. I was so,
2: no, I, I was gonna laugh because I remember that. He goes, hmm
1: <laughs> So I was convinced at that point because Pee-wee didn't like fruitcake, like he wouldn't even eat it. He's he's using it as like like for bricks. You know, I'm like, it can't be good. So I've never tried it. it Ever. Dude. S- sorry, man. No, no, no. It's okay. When we did commodities
2: back I'm in like the day. I'm like reaching way
1: back. Like the no, whole no, Twinkie shoved in my mouth. Well, and, I was going to tell you. Fruitcake.
2: I was going to tell, tell you the reason why I like fruitcake is because every year, December commodities, commodities mm-hmm. you got the fruitcake. That was like, oh, man. We didn't the,
1: get fruitcake in Nebraska. Oh, well, we did in Florida. You
2: know what I'm saying? Shoot. Uh, but we get the high-end commodities no it wasn't like, high-end but it was good like luxury
1: commodities it was
2: like brick like you had to add you had to uh, like steam it and people out there who the sandy lived, beaches of florida <laughs> we did though i that was one thing we did poor or rich when you when you went to the beach you were all the same yeah now if yeah, you're on your yacht you're out, wearing a mile the same out amount of
1: clothes yeah if you're on a yacht then you're not the same right
2: but if you're on the beach it don't matter who you are you're rich that day because the sun's in your yeah on your back and the waters everybody you
1: know. gets to experience it. it's, e- it's equal opportunity that's right it's like being
2: in the mountains but the difference yeah. is you can walk to the beach anywhere in florida it yeah. might take you a while but you can get there whereas the mountains
1: well yeah <laughs> and for guys to... for guys like us well
2: <laughs> we wouldn't even make it out of our street dude. <laughs> there's no
1: equal opportunity there no, we get to and be like wait 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 hands on your knees how did you get up there hands on your hips now wait a second (laughs) it's not a race it's a switchback you just go up one side and up the other yeah i just tried that it didn't work too well for me how did you do that quit playing around and get down here (laughs) this year okay
2: i gotta tell you a quick story this year me and my family um on my wife's side uh we all went to helena into helena because they all want to do this hike. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, nice. And Celeste and Liz, my sister-in-laws, they are super in shape. Liz does CrossFit. She's an instructor. And mm-hmm. Celeste is a runner. Uh, I see you smiling. Yep. Um, and they listen to our podcast. So oh. Full disclosure, Ben, okay. and, uh, ben so has a little thing out. for- Nope. Uh, I'm doing the editing. Um, anyway, um, and so- uh, Sorry, guys. Uh, anyway, so they decide we're going to go on this hike. Mm-hmm. And Jackie, my wife's like, you know, that's a good idea. We should go too. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. And so we end up going on this hike. And Celeste and Liz tell me, oh, it's an easy hike. It's like a blue, or I don't know, blue. What the hell they call it, like on ski terms. It's McClane. like McLean. McLean. It's like a green hill, like a
1: uh, like a bunny. Not like Nakatomi.
2: No, dude. This apparently there's supposed to be a nice, flat, gentle inclines in places. Anyway. We get on the hike. uh,
1: Do you remember what it was? It was a hike. No, do you remember which trail it was?
2: Uh, I went by like an old, like old Helena.
1: Oh, okay. No,
2: I'm I'm talking like 1800s Helena. Like you go to like right where it goes, start going into the mountains.
1: Gotcha. I'm not familiar with a lot of trails up there. I don't know why I asked. I don't know why either. Because I'm, do I look like I
2: hike? I don't remember the hell. I just Um, remember it was hell. We parked the truck. You look like you
1: hiked to the fridge.
2: No, that's a good hike. (laughs) that's a hike that ends in a reward so anyway we get we we start on this hike and dude i'm saying within the first 20 minutes i'm like <gasps> like
1: reaching for your c-pad
2: dude i was sweaty i had sweat coming out of places I can't breathe. oh man like my nose is running
1: coming out of places you had already worked on a full-fledged chafe between Ease, your legs oh dude that
2: it was rubbed raw there was a fire. I go walking up, and everyone's like, oh, look at that, look Smoke, at that. I can't sm- even pick my head up. I'm like, no.
1: Sm- Smoky the bear's there. Only you can prevent forest fires. And you point to you point to uh, Jackie's sisters and you say, he's talking to you yeah, guys. that's right. This is your fault. <laughs> they're like, look it up there. Look this at fire? That, this is your fault.
2: Yeah. Well, they're like, look at this ridge. Look at those deer. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I can't pick my head up. I'm just oh looking God. to the ground, trying to get to the next, like, rest area. Uh-huh. I, so after about- 45 minutes to an hour i look over at ty and i'm like hey man how far do you think we walked Do you think like a couple of miles and he starts laughing uh maybe like a quarter like yeah, a half a dude, mile
1: miles up in the mountains are so different than miles like, i'm
2: like level. f you <laughs> and then we get to a point and it's, i'm like how close are we to like the chart tr- like the end and they're like, oh, no, we still got a ways. we got to go up there. I look up, and it starts to switch back. I'm like, I thought oh, y'all
1: said this was easy. He's like, nope, I'm headed back down.
2: No, yeah, they're like, this is easy. And then it started to drizzle. I'm like, uh-uh, no, done. Uh-uh, that's and, it. And this is like... August.
1: You like snapped your fingers, clapped your hands, changing five hundred. Yeah, no,
2: I was like, if we go, if we go back Out. now, I'll, I'll be able to get a Starbucks. Oh, like I got one of those Frappa, you know. And they're like, do you want to have or you want a skim milk? I'm like, Pfft, yeah, skim. I want fully
1: loaded. But oh, you want that skinny latte? No, no, I earned it.
2: I I need to get some skinny
1: of these lattes are for skinny people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's a, that's exactly how that, I was like, but Celeste and them were like, no, you just keep going. The reward will be great. The view, I'm like, so you're telling me I got to suffer for three hours just to look?
1: Just Yeah, just so that I can turn around in a circle and say, okay, time to go back down.
2: Yeah, I've been to Glacier. I know what it looks like to look over a mountain. I had to drive there.
1: As you're smelling the flesh burning from in between your legs from the fire you started. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I needed some salve, bud. I needed
1: some Purell, oh, man. Oh. or not Purell, uh, uh, Aquifer. It never fails either. Mm-mm. Like you, you, you can wear boxers. You can wear boxer briefs. You can wear compression shorts underneath. It never. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It. I'm convinced. It doesn't matter. Your skin. Finds a way to find the other side of your leg. I need some. Like,
2: I, need, it, I needed some Emons down there, dude. I needed <laughs> some Gold Bond. It was, ah, man,
1: it was bad. So anyway,
2: that's my uh, hiking story. I hope you all enjoyed it. I lost about six pounds and gained like two it back hot and dog buns just was,
1: smashed together.
2: It was too. <laughs> it was bad. But
1: uh. so anyway, I just want to let you guys yeah, know. No, back to you were talking about that. We got way off topic right there. You were talking about commodities down in Florida, and fruitcake. Yeah, and had that's to, how you ended up eating fruitcake.
2: Yeah, you had to steam it, but my dad would just wet, uh, wet a, wa- or a, not a wa- Yeah, a washcloth. He'd wet a washcloth, then wrap it in the washcloth, and then microwave mm. it, and that's how you'd make it... Make uh, it I, moist? Yeah, you live, you're poor, you gotta, mm. you know...
1: Moist. <laughs> <laughs> huh, you, uh, like, you like, moist. like, licked your lips. Uh, <laughs> you're like,
2: right in the market. <laughs> anyway that was our fruitcake experience but listen everybody uh from ben myself terry uh we we just want to wish you all uh uh, happy holidays happy hanukkah ramadan kwanzaa merry christmas uh Uh, remember why we're doing this make sure you're good to everybody follow our six rules and you're gonna have the best damn holiday you've ever had
1: yeah since ben crosby danced with danny fucking k (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, another Christmas vacation another Christmas reference. Vacation reference. So. I'll bet Josh is going to edit that out. So. No,
2: well, I'll just uh, kind of scramble the. F3. Yeah, okay. I'm just kidding. Anyway, everybody have a uh, great holidays, and uh, we'll see you after the new year.
1: Happy holidays and merry Christmas. This, this is grits. Grits. I thought we were going to say it together. This. Okay, one, two, three. This, this is, is grit, grit. raw
2: uncircumcised
1: (laughs) christianity